Um, I think we have everything. Let's go, let's go. Alright everyone, welcome to yet another episode of Oh My God, They Were Teammates. Do we still need to introduce ourselves at this point? Do you guys know we who we are? Who's around for every episode, I guess. Yeah, I'm Puff. I you Hopefully you know me. If not, go watch the earlier episodes, even though watch they're them. highly yes. outdated now. I mean, yeah, listen. Okay, shut up. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Iris. I live to roast Puff. Yeah, she does. It's okay. It's lovingly. This is all consensual. Oh, and I'm Jess, the slutty intern who has uh, weaseled their way into everything. We love it, though. <laughs> Uh, today, sorry, today is June nineteenth. Yeah, Juneteenth. Uh, yes, yeah, so that means the uh, Avalanche just finished Game Two against the Tampa Bay Lightning. We are in the Stanley Cup Finals, the last round. It was seven nothing. It was seven nothing. Let's start there. It was seven nothing. This happened last night. I could not sleep because um, we had a bit of a heat wave here. And I was up at 2.15 when the game started, and I was just, like, on my phone in bed and I couldn't sleep. Uh, no, I was on the couch because it was too hot to sleep in bed or something like that. So I was, like, on the couch for three hours <laughs> until it was 5.30 in the morning or something. It was stupid. Uh, I did it anyway. They won 7 nothing. I'm not saying it's because of me, but I'm also not, not saying that. Something that I love about sports fans and uh well i can only really talk about hockey fans because i'm only really familiar with hockey fans is that like a lot of us are really logical rational people and then as soon as sports get involved that all goes out the window and we all become incredibly superstitious people who are convinced that everything we do affects the game even though we are not involved in the game i'm not even on the same fucking continent yeah like that's Well, and also, like, we roast the players for their superstitions. Yeah, we've done it so hard. Oh, my God. I wore wore this one shirt during this game, and they won, so I have to wear it next time. Yeah, Yeah. I can't can't wear the opposing team's colors on the day of the game. (laughs) Yeah, no, like, when the Oilers were um, about to get swept by the Avalanche, I I joked that I was, like, going to go take a nap, and then immediately the Oilers scored. And so then everybody was like, Puff, go take a nap right now. And then I fell asleep and then they scored like two more times. And then I woke up and then we got scored against. And like, <laughs> logically, I know I had nothing to do with this, but the con- coincidences get really weird. But it was in Edmonton. You're in Edmonton. So yeah. I feel like there's something there. Exactly. Oh, I also, also, I also got to the point where my friend, um, the Oilers kept winning games when he saw the and scoring when he was watching them like he's because he would go to the bar for like bar food and then the game would be on in the background he'd be like oh yeah every time i watch it they like score a goal and every time i'm there they win and i was like john i will fucking pay for you to go to this bar and watch the oilers games <laughs> like i will it, i we will stop working at some point or he stopped going but yeah no like i told like i was telling mama puff about this because she she knows him he's he's my ex but we're still good friends so i was like oh yeah john is at the bar and we're winning and she's like oh i'll pay his tab <laughs> like she was completely serious puff's mom That's is amazing. like such a such an oilers fan like passionately oh, yeah, she's i am oh we love her like i think pod, during the 2017 playoffs she was driving everywhere for all of the games listening to them on the radio because we kept doing better when she was in the car so then she like just started like she wasn't even going anywhere she just started <laughs> just driving purposely around. go out yeah <laughs> i love it yeah. Oh, see, staying up until five thirty in the morning is nothing. Yeah. It's- so now you have to do it the rest of the series. Oh, I cannot pull that off. <laughs> My mom almost they, me like in the last time. Last time, like first game, I was, I was, I was, I think I was asleep for most most of it. Yeah. When I woke up, the uh, like that game, like when I woke up, the Tampa Bay Lightning started their comeback. So I was like, no, I want to go back to sleep, and then I couldn't mm. fall asleep again, and it was three three. So you know, you just don't know. <laughs> Yeah, no. It's um, my power, y'all. It's fine. My my mom once threatened to lock me in the bathroom because I went to the bathroom and the Oilers scored. And she was like, I'll lock you in there. And then she she didn't. But I was... <laughs> I wasn't sure if she You were sure joking. she'd do it. Yeah, I was like, she'd do it, though. Okay, um, off-season content idea. We're going to do stories about weirdest superstitions. Player oh, superstitions yeah. and our own. Oh, I Let's love do it. it. I love it. No, did I tell you guys about my mom's playoff tiara? No. You did not, but save it for the off-season puff. <laughs> okay, I will. So that's a teaser for you guys. <laughs> teaser for future episodes. 
Puff, write it down somewhere, the playoff tiara. Okay. Um, because right now, we still have it? content. We even still have content from the conference finals. Because yeah. some weird shit was happening back then. Back then, like it was ages ago, it's fine. Um, a ref got sandwiched between Pat Maroon and Ryan Reeves. I feel like yep. that's just, yeah, that ref just straight up was not having a good time. That's two big dudes. That's like, two big men. You could get sandwiched between like Trevor Zegris and Jack Hughes and it'd be like, oh, there's butterflies on me. But <laughs> it's like, it, it's the Johnny Hockey. Like, oh, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. No, like those are definitely the kind of guys where when you're listening to a game, the commentator play by play guys are like, that's a big boy. <laughs> the yes. thirst comes out. That's that's yeah. He is strong. Yeah. Speaking of uh, innuendos, body or whatever they yeah. Say. Speaking of innuendos in the uh, in the conference finals, uh, there's a whole video about the Avs figuring out if they should touch it. Are you gonna touch it? Are you gonna touch it? Gonna should touch I touch it? It was about the the trophy, y'all. They won the Western Conference Finals. It was about the trophy. Sure, but out of context, <laughs> they all listened to Joe Sakic. Like you do you, you do you, but like. No, I love that we, we'll link the to this like, uh, this lip reading of of the entire situation, but it's hilarious. Oh, it's so funny! It's so fucking funny. Well, um, there's not a lot of on the ice content left for the conference finals, but we'll we'll let Puff have a little bit of Oilers on the ice content and that is uh i promised her she'd have a she'd get a couple of minutes to uh make her case for why the oilers should re-sign Yesapoliari. go well first of all look at him i mean excellent he's, argument he's, he's yes he's sunshine personified that man is like if a golden retriever was given a human body the like, happiest boy yeah he's with just the so longest tongue the I, I feel like the commentators commented on that one too at some point and you're like yeah i think so i was like okay um, weird stretch yeah weird flex, yeah whatever. no like he got a penalty and he was grinning and then um somebody made some comment like oh of course yes he's smiling even when he gets a penalty and then somebody was like is ever yes he ever not smiling and i was like yeah sometimes his tongue is up his nose <laughs> <laughs> those are the options uh, yeah those that's are options. isn't that um, the kind of sunshine content you want in edmonton all the time to balance out the look of Connor mcdavid looking existentially dreadful yeah after allegedly um, cheating on his girlfriend but we won't get into we that we're not gonna go there <laughs> so um the thing is is that like a lot of the criticism is that he doesn't have like the points production but the thing is is that he has amazing puck possession and he's very good at getting the puck away and keeping the puck and getting it to like Connor or other players and you'll see notice that there's a trend stats wise of other players their points go up when they're playing with Yessi because he gets them the puck um and so like he's just been snake bitten like he can't get it in the net himself but he's very good he's a very talented player and I've been wondering but you can tell like I know see people sometimes think that plus minus is like a hokey stat mm -hmm. but the difference between like the Yesapoliari plus minus and some of the others oh boy oh yeah, and he got like nine play. minutes of ice time at the time. So you're like, how the fuck is he a plus? Yeah. Nope, he's just, yeah. No, I think he had like something like plus 12 and Yamamoto had like negative four or something. Like it was crazy. Um, Point. Yeah. Like, not and that it's I, not, this I, is I, not I like a case Yamamoto, against Yam, Yam, by the way. Yeah. No, that's not a diss on Yamamoto. He's also very good. But um, no, it feels like a lot of people are comparing Yamamoto and Yessi because like they're because of cap space and they're both re-signing this season and people are saying like well pick one and people are putting Yamamoto ahead of Yessi um which I don't think is fair to either of them um I'm no. also not sure if Yessi's been affected by COVID because he had COVID a bit and then he seemed he had to, COVID he and then he got injured the and then he got he had some shitty luck yeah, so he just hasn't been the same. So, like, I think he just needs some rest and he needs some confidence. And, and some dog uh, cuddles and then he'll feel better. Yeah. Bison and, cuddles. And I'm just, yeah. No cuddling the bison. <laughs> That's okay. dangerous, Jesse. Um, okay. And uh, it just, like, the Oilers media, especially Jim Matheson and uh, Mark Spector. Mark Spector. Uh, I've. I don't discuss should I should I call them up by name is that bad um anyway but they they have this habit you remember the shit I've said about the Kachuk family <laughs> like yeah that's it, true this is fine 
Um, well, I'm going to say it because I, I, it's what I think. So um, they, especially Oilers media in general, but they, them, those reporters especially do this thing where they will pick a player as a scapegoat and they will hammer on them and hammer on them and blame all the Oilers problems on this one player until they are run out of town and then they will go and flourish somewhere else and then they're surprised by it. And I'm like, well, of course they're doing better name, somewhere Name else the examples, were... Puff. Name the examples. Oh, um, so we saw this happen with Neil Yakupov, I would say. Like, he entirely left the NHL. Oh, for sure. Um, he, yeah, it was like he was so he was run off so badly that he left the NHL entirely. Yeah, I would say Justin Schultz. Um, Didn't even know he was an Oiler. Yeah, he was an Oiler. Um, like, he was... I actually remember... I don't remember who said this, but I remember that there was like a thing where if you messed up on the ice they I called it a Schultz and I'm like that's so fucking mean that's like, nasty yeah like there was just I don't remember if that was fans or if that was like an actual official person or what and it's just like you see that like they they put the entirety of the franchise is back on Taylor Hall and Jordan Eberle and they've gone oh, and they've sure. done better elsewhere and then and Taylor Hall won a heart trophy elsewhere so you know yeah so it's <laughs> you know it's just they yeah, like the media is brutal, which is ridiculous because like you could say like in places like Toronto, I would say the fan base definitely plays a part in the how how heavy yeah. they are on the players. But in Edmonton, I wouldn't say that's the as media true. Like a lot of us, so... yeah, like a lot of the fans don't agree with the media, but the media or the media will start things and then the fans yeah. will go along with it because that's what the media is saying. But yeah. I don't think it's the same way as Toronto where like everybody's mad all the time <laughs> no offense except to for steve fans. dangle who's just sad all the time yeah he's sad all the time but you know like there's a lot of people who will be like oh every time something happens they're like oh get rid of mitch marner and it's like no he's very good but like they just, just can't live up to your impossible standards sorry yeah yeah whereas i wouldn't say that's true of the oilers the same way like there there are definitely yeah. fans like that but the majority i would say are not like that it's funny because it, it happens to some extent everywhere because like for for um i'm gonna get a little bit of a bridge to our next couple of things um for a while there uh people were really getting on umberki and andre burkowski because he was not scoring in the playoffs mm -hmm. and he was not putting up points and he wasn't doing anything and then he scored like when he did he got three points in one of the games against nashville and like then he got cold again so no no goals nothing and then, you know, the next goal he scores just happens to be the overtime winner in game one against Tampa. And he scored again the game after. And people were all of a sudden like, oh, crap, I guess we shouldn't have been such dicks about Berkey. They gave Josh Manson never-ending shit for his first game against the Oilers, which was nobody's best game. Let's be real. Yeah. And he's been, like, a dynamite ever since. I've, I just I've been calling him... Oh, sorry. I was just gonna say it's interesting for the like the avalanche media to single out players on that team when they're so stacked with talent yeah. like how are you gonna single out just one guy when it's all of them scoring all the time and also yeah you can't but, but like your team won so many the abs yeah. are 14 and 2 in the playoffs right now and you're like oh but this guy isn't scoring enough they're 14 and 2 <laughs> yeah exactly and Andre Burakovsky is adorable, and and I also I just kind of wanted to uh, use this uh, occasion as an excuse to one mention that the game went to OT. Uh, this is a Berkey's a former Cap and Caps legend reporter Samantha Pell was around for game one of uh, Tampa, Colorado, and the game went to overtime as games tend to do when Samantha Pell's around. Oh, if only Mac was here. If yeah. only Mac was here. <laughs> but also, I kind of just wanted to talk about Andre Burakovsky because he is... Everyone makes... The entire team just roasts him mercilessly. Like, before the game, he was, like, talking about, like, oh, I was so excited. I was awake at 6 a.m. And Landis Cock, like, super dryly goes, just wait until you have kids. You'll be up at 6 a.m. every day. And it's just, like, <laughs> they roast him all the time. And sometimes you're like, don't, don't roast this poor guy. And then... On the other hand, he's like dumb enough to just get into a random car because he thought it was his Uber. So yeah. it's merited. To be fair, they were cop fans. They took him where he was going anyway. <laughs> yeah, they took him where he was going. This was when he was still with the Caps, by the way. 
Yeah. Uh, we'll probably yeah, no, link I, the uh, Russian Machine like Never Pac Breaks article. Uh, the Avalanche for that. player where he was going. Like, that would have been yeah. an interesting story, but. Yeah. Sorry, I talked over you. No, it's all good. But we'll probably link the uh, Russian Machine Never Breaks article about the Berkey getting into a random car thing because yeah. it's one of the hockey lore things that never ceases to amuse me. No, I. It's and that's why we're here. He must just have, like, I don't he's so interesting personality wise. I was rewatching um like one of the Avs social media videos yesterday yeah. where they're like asking them the questions and it was who on the team is most likely to snitch and everyone said Berkey and it's just like oh but like every but it was, time it's uh, who on the team is most likely to the answer is usually Berkey. If it's no, something it's, like shady, it's usually Well, Berkey. somebody no, it's, even said though that like if Berkey would spill a secret without realizing that's what he's doing, and I'm just that's like, what I was oh, ask. Was precious. It in the sense of, like he's telling them because he feels like he should be honest, or because he didn't realize he was supposed to lie about it? I think oh, his... because he didn't realize. Yeah, that is think... that is himbo. That is himbo shit, y'all. His yeah. excuse was that like he's an honest person, so I think that's what he sees it as. But it was just too funny that everyone said that Berkey. It, it, they always do, and it's always funny. Yeah, but I mean, come back to uh oh sorry if you're if you got no you're more? good okay let's no, but go. come back to Josh Manson I've been calling him my Oilers in law <laughs> like this is my he's, favorite he's, recent he's my favorite things, avalanche y'all. right now because uh his so his father uh is one of the Oilers assistant coaches Dave Manson um, yeah yeah and so uh yeah Dave Manson and so like uh when the I, oh yeah, when the so the Avalanche had already clinched for the Western Conference Final, but the Oilers hadn't yet, and so I believe, um, or was it the other way around? I don't remember. Dave I Manson. Think, I think the Oilers Josh actually got thing. there first. For this yeah, I think one, the Oilers got there first. Actually, this was the only remember, series the Avs didn't sweep. Sorry. So yeah, yeah no, because I remember it was Dave Manson who texted what? Josh Manson something like, "Hurry up and get it done. I want to see my granddaughter." Yes. <laughs> Um, and then they, yeah, well, like, he, at least he got to see his granddaughter before they got swept. Yeah, no. I don't know. But it's, it's, yeah, so I'm not, yeah, every time Josh Manson scored on us, I couldn't even be that mad. I was like, it's so, it, like, he's like my Oilers in law. So, like, <laughs> no, but there was so much good, there was so much good, weird content about that series. Like, you get Nathan McKinnon talking about, whatever against Connor mcdavid i just care about escrow you're like what yeah that was so funny uh let um, me just let also, me just pull let me just get the exact quote because it was so yeah it was it was something nathan mckinnon on the storyline of going against Connor mcdavid hopefully that gets more viewers and lowers escrow other than that i don't care because yeah. everyone was so obsessed with the whole mcdavid versus mckinnon thing i think they should have been a little more obsess- obsessed with um mcdavid versus mccarr and with uh, whatever one-legged thing uh, Leon Dreisaitl was doing, because yeah, that yeah. was insane. Also, um, um, I, yeah. I what I did see on social media, but less from like actual media, was uh, Tyson Berry versus the Avalanche, um, because it's like the Avalanche were doing this weird series of like beating their their former draft picks. From what what year? This is like the Scott Pilgrim uh, Seven Evil Axes uh, Avalanche style. In the first round, they went up against their uh, against uh, Matt Duchesne, um, who was their first round draft pick. In the same year, they drafted uh, Ryan O'Reilly in the second round, who they played in the second round of the playoffs. Who did they pick in the third round that year? Tyson Tyson Berry. Tyson Berry. That's so wild. They didn't yeah. have a pick in the fourth round, so I don't know how they got to, um, uh, you know, and and to the finals. But they, the 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 Lightning have Pierre Edward Belmar, who was undrafted and uh, was with the Avs last season. So th- I guess that counts. I think, but he's not evil. He's a very lovely, charming man who couldn't believe last year that they weren't actually going to skate on the lake. That was so cute. I forgot about. It was that. so cute. That man oh. is fluent in three languages: English, French, and Swedish. Because he played in the Swedish league for so long. So he, like, chirps Landis Cog in Swedish. It's adorable. But also, he's, like, he's from France. Like, it, 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 if when we, yeah, it's different. I mean, in so his defense, did- I've lived in the United States my entire life. And I know knew nothing about Lake Tahoe before <laughs> that game. So, like, I, I get it. Kind of. 
But it, I but heard yeah. the name before, but that was about <laughs> it. To be fair, I also thought they were going to skate on the lake, so... Yeah, we like, how hoping. cool would that be? Yeah, exactly. That I mean, would have been the biggest get. I, I think that ice might have been better. <laughs> I think that ice might have been better than the half-melting ice that they did get. But Yeah. <laughs> The Avs got, you know, have gotten through a bunch of their evil ex-draft picks or however you're going to call it. They had their Erie Otters reunion and the Western Conference final because I know we've talked about McDavid was on the on the Erie Otters with Alex Debrinkit and with Dylan Strom. But guess who was also on that team? Andre Burakovsky. Avs legend Curtis McDermott was also on that team. Curtis McDermott hasn't, I don't think he's played a single playoff game yet, but he was on that uh, team. I think Warren Fogel might have been too. Ooh, yes. I think it was like. He might have been a different year. Hold on. I'm might have been a up. different year because like the, the um, there's a great athletic article actually about the uh, Erie Otters reunion. Some cool things said about uh, Andre Burakovsky, some really dumb teenage boy games they used to play. I think McDavid and Burakovsky were like uh, road roommates, so you get like weird stories about so. that. It's it's a good read. Uh, we'll uh, we'll link it. But um, like that team must have been so freaking stacked because like so many of the players on that team are like, oh yeah, no, they're an NHL star now. It's fine. Oh, but speaking of the Avalanche, you want to talk about uh, uh to reference another social media personality or yes. hockey media personality, uh, Steve Dangle. In his uh, his uh, goal call, I guess I don't know what you call it. <laughs> oh, Steve. So Steve yeah. Dangle has been, uh, you know, he was supposed to just do watch Leafs game with Steve Dangle, but you know the Leafs got knocked out in Game Seven as they do. Then he did the uh, Battle of Alberta with Steve Dangle, and then he was like, "Oh, there's a Canadian team still." So apparently, you know, they're doing Edmonton, Colorado. And in his excitement over the Game 4 overtime game-winning goal by Miko Letnin? Oops. Yeah, um, yeah he just excitedly it. screamed out Miko Letnin and looked at himself and went, nope, that's not right. <laughs> it was Arturi Lekkonen. I'm not sure if Miko Rantanen was even on the ice, but he kind of like conflated the names and it was just... It was a mess, and he's gotten roasted for it every second of every day since. Like, he's taking it in good grace, though. Like, he was oh, he was roasting yeah. himself. Mm-hmm. Like, he was like he was, he, he was roasting himself almost as hard as everyone else. Yeah, like this official Sportsnet Twitter. Like the next time Rory Lekkonen scored a goal, they were like, "Wait, Steve, who scored this goal?" And he was like frantically googling. Like he's perfectly happy to roast himself, but oh my god, that never stopped being funny. I can still look watch that and be like oh it's so good i've easily watched that clip at least 30 times it's so good and also it's just it's the weirdest fucking thing because like last year in the conference finals or whatever covid year version of that we had who scored in overtime to put the canadians into the stanley cup final it was miko um arturi lekkinen he did that two years in a row in overtime sending his team to the stanley cup final it's not uh-huh. the same team. And Steve was even doing a, a stream during that game. Yeah. And he said it right so that like, time. He should have gotten it right that time. <laughs> Poor Steve. Poor Steve. We we just like making fun of Steve Dangle. It's fine. He it's makes it thing. so easy. He makes it so easy. And we do it out of love. Yeah. We do absolutely do it out of love. Speaking of love, Martin St. Louis sticking around with the Habs. That's a thing we love. Yes, so happy. It's like, we need to talk about the hiring decisions for the Habs, and I will um, gladly give the mic to Jess, because Jess has thoughts. Oh, do I? Yes, you do. <laughs> you said, I, I want to talk about this. Last week, you were like, I no, did. I have to talk about this. I am just, so like, obviously, I follow the Habs, but I mostly follow Cole Caulfield. Like, self-admittedly, that's Poor what I'm here for. What was that? Short King. Oh, Short, short King. King. Yes. My he, short he does King. like that, right? Like, it's not like, I'm not insulting him. Like, I know some people don't like that. Mm, he is I short. Mean, he is a king. I think he knows. Um, okay. 
But anyways, his last year, if you don't know, was terrible until Martin St. Louis came in and Cole Caulfield was a completely different player. So getting him back for however long he signed as a coach for is amazing. Hearing him talk about how his main focus is the culture of his team as opposed to anything else is just refreshing, I think. Yeah, he said some wonderful things about the culture too. Like that's so that that like that that was so important to him. Um the culture, like how what the culture on the team was like and um that he was sad that he had to say no to his kids. Uh what was it? Bantam team? Yeah. Also, yeah they no, also wanted him back. Asked, they got asked if he had any other like offers yeah. to coach anywhere and he said, "Well, my kids Bantam team was pretty sad to see me go or whatever." It was really funny. <laughs> and it was, like, oh, no, it was oh, they like, really wanted him back, I think he said. Yeah. It. And just like the visible change he made when he took that team over. Like no, they mm-hmm. weren't winning any more than they had before, but I think they were you winning a little it. bit more. But you could yeah. see that they were, like, having fun playing hockey again, that there was some, mm-hmm. like, joy in that building again. The fans got louder. Like, yeah. that was a lot of fun. And honestly, the Habs are just winning with the hiring department right now. Because guess who else they hired? Tell us. Canadian legend, Puff. This should be your thing, not mine. Oh, Marie-Philippe um, yeah, Mar- I don't think I Marie said Philippe that right. Poulin, I got really close to the end. Consultant, my my pronunciation was like half American, half French. Yeah, I mean, fine. that's why I was going to make you say it because I couldn't say it right. I was Marie also going to make Poulin. Iris say it until she was like, "Puff, you should do this," and I was like, "Ah, oh, shit." MPP, yeah. MPP, the goat. Yeah, the goat. The goat. That Player hiring development. is just, but part time, <sighs> so she can still do her own thing, and I think that's she can perfect. still win more medals. I think that that they just made it very clear that yeah like she was in charge of that whole hiring I think yeah and I think that's Yeah, they awesome. really wanted her and they let her it feels like they just really wanted her and they let her name her conditions yeah. which mm-hmm. I love that. Please see more of that. I think we are starting to see more of that like women in player development roles and a uh, former um former like women in the international who played internationally for Canada or the U.S. Like getting into these roles, you have uh, Kendall, uh, uh, Kendall Coyne, Schofield in in Chicago. You have a couple of of uh, players like that, and I'm I'm hoping we see more of it because why not get more women involved in in hockey organizations? Yeah, yeah. Between oh, getting them in in media spots and getting them in office spots, I think it's oh, great. This this wasn't on the pot on the uh, list, but something kind of fun about women in hockey is uh, both uh, Jerome and Jade Agimla both now have World Junior Championship gold. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! She uh, Jade Agimla had the uh, gold medal for women's under eighteen just recently. Yeah. So they go family picture with like the one. It was the, so the finger held up for the gold medal. So it was really nice. Yeah. Oh yeah, and and uh, um yeah. Speaking of, uh, we had Marie Philippe Poulain for the Canadians, and um, the Rangers also had uh, Jessica Campbell as a development coach now, which is also really good. I don't, I, I just missed, I just like saw it and I was like, oh yeah, what was the name again? Jessica Campbell. Mm. So I think that's cool. Like we should see more of that. But that's going to be my little bridge to, like, the weirdest freaking story. I don't know who found that, but it's a story from the hockey writers about the Rangers continuing to be haunted by Joe Sackick. And it's an article from last November, so it it wasn't even, like, recent, but we were talking about it when we thought the Rangers might face the Avalanche in the Stanley Cup Finals. And there were just some crazy freaking coincidences in there and stories in there that were just perfect for the pod. My favorite part, actually, was that the Rangers unsuccessfully tried to uh, offer sheet Joe Sackick in 1997. And it, like they were trying to make it impossible for the Avs to match it. Like, impossible. They knew the Avs weren't a, very, weren't a rich franchise. So they were, they were, they were making it impossible. So it seemed like Joe Sackick was was gonna gonna go to Broadway because you know the the Abs couldn't couldn't counter that, but the uh, company 
that ownership of the abs uh, owned a stake in a movie Air Force One with Harrison Ford. That turned out to do like a lot better than expected. So they managed to use the money or borrow against future earnings to keep Joe Sackick <laughs> with the abs what? and thwart the Rangers. And I just thought that was like, thank you, Harrison Ford, for Joe Sackick and the Colorado <laughs> Avalanche Cup in 2001. <laughs> Man, that sounds like such a fake story. Like, yeah. that, how can that be real? Sounds fake, but it's completely real. And I, I just, it. that's exactly the kind of shit that I wanted to bring to this podcast. Let's be real. <laughs> I, love when, I love when hockey gets weird or sports get yeah, weird. Yeah, speaking of like mm-hmm. fake shit that, like shit that sounds fake, but it's completely real. Uh, the Keep Johnny Gaudreau in Calgary campaign. Oh, yes. I love this. Like, his neighbors said that they were like, so they asked, like, I forget what the question was, but they were interviewing. Yeah, who's lobbying hockey? hardest for you to come back? And Johnny was like, oh, it's probably Tree, who's uh, Treliving, is their uh, GM. But yeah. also his neighbors were shoveling his driveway just to yeah, get him to, to stay. Him to stay. Yeah, mm. they thought that was so and cute. It's, and it was so, f- and we were all like, oh, my God, that's so amazing. This is, you know, this is a, just a fun one-off. We're going to mention it on the pod. But then, like, random, as random business in Calgary uh this is a, a copier business by the way they sell copiers they had a sign out that said dear johnny please stay free copiers good chat and that was like there that's all we can add to the offer so apparently oh i love that um <laughs> personal request johnny please stay matthew chuck please stay thank you very much well the the thing is is that um do you think that works better okay so i don't i had a point but I don't know how to connect it. There was something about Johnny Hockey and his neighbors shoveling his walk and Connor McDavid's heated driveway. But now I don't <laughs> know where I was going with it. Connor McDavid's going to be sleeping on that heated driveway. Oh. <clears throat> but we won't go there. I just think if, if Johnny's not going to stay in Calgary, then he needs to come to Philly. And that's that's, that's what I would love. I, I'm, Sorry, I'm not sure Iris. how he and Tortorella would get along. <laughs> Because um, by the way, the Flyers signed John Tortorella, uh, but in the in the uh, idea of let's reunite the Kevin Hayes's best friend club, yeah, Johnny Gaudreau to Philly. I'm like I'm starting to think that like if he goes back to like that area, it might be the Devils because they have the cap space because the Flyers have kind of fucked themselves with that one. Thanks, Chuck. Thanks, Chuck. Love you. No, we don't. I'm even sporting my nice um, brand new Philly Joel shirt today. Philly Joel! I love it. <laughs> Philly Joel Thank you. Is that the one that Drunk Jess bought? Uh, hi, Jess. Hi, Jess. Yes. Hi, Jess. Okay. Hi, Jess. Hi, Jess. Similar to Drunk Jess. Wait. Close enough. Okay. Drunk Jess usually can't figure out her phone to order things. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's that tip. That's fair. <laughs> I Anyways. Mean- we gotta oh, have but, a Philly um, Joel shirt. Yes, not mad about it. But yes, no, Johnny Gaudreau to Philly. Yeah, jo- me. John- no, okay, that's what what Jess is thinking. But what we already have in Philly is Scott Lawton, ally in our tiny yes, tiny pride do. segment. Scott Lawton's brother, who is part of the queer community. Uh, so Scott Lawton was in Philly for pride for the like the raising Philly of the pride. flag at the. <laughs> Sorry, oh I'm God, laughing. Yeah. I'm cracking up just thinking about this. <laughs> yeah, no, like, you can see him like squinting. Yeah, tra- unfortunately, this is, this is really face. hard to portray in an audio format. So you'll just yeah. please look at the link in the notes. Yeah. Uh, but it's just Scott Lighton raising the flag, but the sun is like directly in his eyes and he's like squinting and, he refuses and his eyes are watering. And yeah, it's just like he's, he's, he's basically yeah. like crying because of it. It like makes it look like a very emotional moment. He's raising that flag. Good on you, okay. Scott Lawton. We love you. But that was, um, it was hilarious. Yeah, it was really funny. He's always been so good about that kind of stuff, too. And I think that's despite, I don't think he was ever, like, their you-can-play rep or anything like that. No, but that he's, was, uh, I think the Travi were the... Uh, maybe. I don't know. But he's always just been, like, quietly no, they, they supportive. They were the NHLPA reps. The Travi were the I think NHLPA JVR reps. was. JVR was the you-can-play yeah. rep. No homophonia. <laughs> yeah, TK, TK no can't homophobia, say homophobia, so. Yeah. No, Lots has always Homophonic. been, like, quietly supportive, and I think he brings yeah. it to the team a lot, and it's very nice. Yeah. We love to see it. 
good boy. What we what we do have is a, a fun little combine segment with uh, uh with because we were all like collecting the weirdest quotes and questions and uh, when the NHL combine was happening. Apparently, the Habs have some really tough interview questions. Jess, I don't know what that org is doing. I really don't. <laughs> what was the question? Like, if you could only pick one, it was a dollar on a toilet seat or $50 off the toilet seat or $50, $50 out of the bowl. The toilet. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it's a funny question in their defense. I think that yeah. those guys are under a lot of stress already while they're there. So why not ask them some stupid question? Like, if you're not going like, to read about, into like, it a ridiculous amount, it's a hilarious question. And yeah. it gets you yeah, a genuine response instead about, of like, some hockey robot shit. Wasn't there also some question about like which animal you'd be? And some guy was like, um, they'd obviously been drilled on the correct answers. And he said like, oh, I'm this, but also I'm a father gorilla, which you could tell was like, the answer he really wanted to give yes yes i forget who said I that i didn't know about that one it was so funny um hold on i'll find it in the meantime i found this really funny bit from um vincent vincent said he went five for five in his candy shooting into a garbage can match against one of the av staffers i feel like doing that and then apparently trash talking them that sh- that should get him drafted oh and yes. also it's fun um we didn't put this on here and i can find the link for it but the yeah. um kent hughes trying to leave the interview with his son and being pulled back in by another uh <laughs> front office member like no you have to be in here for this kent hughes's son what's his name jack hughes jack hughes but not that jack this hughes. equal not that one the other Poor guy one. he's Wait. gonna make the show and it's literally going to be sebastian aho all over again yeah yes the jacks hughes <sighs> is that what's what it's gonna be because we have the sebastian's aho <laughs> it's uh but i i didn't actually know that uh jordan Cairo's brother is also up for the draft apparently yeah, he um he um it was very snarky and sarcastic and joked about how great the Wingate was, which automatically makes him fun in my book. You know, I are like, I didn't know he existed before then. And now I love him because I saw that tweet and I was like, okay, I have to, sh- I immediately put it in the like podcast yeah. possible things to talk about because I yeah. was like, I love this. More, more, yeah. more prospects being like absolutely snarky and sarcastic. There are a lot of kids in this draft who kind of knock the last couple drafts out of the water and just how wild and and I'm kind of sad that like we probably don't have time to like um a rundown on them before the draft because yeah. there's a lot of fun personality in there and I'm very good. yeah sorry you, you cut out a bit I'm wondering if I'm yeah. hoping Craig caught it but oh I hope so cut in and out it's probably my air conditioning just kicked on so I bet it's like fighting on what it's picking up oh probably i felt like it picked up some of your audio and not all of it so yeah like you cut in and out of it oh well okay but speaking of of people with fun personalities we're getting to the social media part of our uh mm-hmm. our talks and i still think it's hilarious that justin bieber and austin matthews apparently p- play chess together virtual chess. virtual chess virtual chess virtual chess that like, reminds to the me point of where a... justin bieber is like posting the match like oh austin matthews beat me at virtual chess today and you're like that reminds me a bit of like way back when taylor hall and connor mcdavid were roommates they asked like what oh my god they were media asked them what they did uh yeah they were roommates uh for a bit um and uh the media asked them like what do you guys do do you guys play video games and then taylor hall was like actually we play crazy eights I was like, I just, okay. Yeah, I just love that. It's way more personality. Come on. Yeah. I love it when players show personalities. Like when Landis Gaga McCarr did that stupid Pepsi trash talk commercial. And they just oh, released okay. the bloopers. And it was so <laughs> I have been quoting this Pepsi bottle all weekend <laughs> to yeah. no one because I live alone. But like literally, <laughs> just saying it out loud over. I and just over. try to find an excuse to it. say your face looks like a baby <laughs> to whoever, like wh- whoever's face looks like a baby. Thank you for giving me an excuse to use this very niche reference that no one's gonna get. 
which is not on his no trade list. So the funniest social media thing had to be the uh, Evgeny Dadnoff trade the sequel with the Anaheim Ducks with the steel chair. I did. I was not like when they announced they traded. They traded him again to Montreal this time. By the way, you said you Um, sure. I was not expecting. Yeah, which is yeah. yeah, Apparently, you know, he would rather be in Montreal than in Anaheim. Tax reasons, I don't know. But the yep. funniest thing is like I, the Anaheim the Ducks social media manager just really went funny. for like, real they did, like, a time. Shocked gift underneath. <laughs> the unholy noise I made when I saw that. You sure? Yeah. It was just, the unholy noise that I made when I saw that tweet was um, embarrassing and I did it in public. So, yeah. That trade, the whole, like, relationship now between Montreal and mm-hmm. Vegas. Like, Montreal trading their last two captains to Vegas, only to get in return Nick Suzuki at some point, who will probably yeah. be their next be captain. Fun. captain, yeah. Like, there's just a fun little web there. Yeah. Are they going to give Dadnoff an A just to, you know, to keep the circle? No, probably not. Maybe if they can get rid of Jeff Petrie, they can give him his A. Fingers crossed. I don't know enough about the habit. <laughs> Sorry. I know too much. I don't like it. Oh, but that's a mood. Like people are like talking about these teams and like, oh yeah. Like I know Berkey won a cup. Yeah. Also Darren Hellman is rookie year in 2008 with the Detroit Wet Wings. And I'm like, why do I need to talk about this in real life? <laughs> uh-huh. People don't know who Darren Helm is. It's Avalanche legend Darren Helm who scored with five seconds left to send the absolute... Okay. But, like, yeah. Why do I know this? It used to be Grubawa, too, but he's in Seattle. The Avs just have a lot of guys, like, on the hunt for the for their cup, for the first cup. And when they made it to the finals, the uh, Denver Nuggets did this beautiful, horrific, terrible graphic. Oh, it was so bad. It was so bad. Like, you knew this was going to happen. The Avs were up three games on the Oilers. You knew this was going to happen, and that's the graphic you come out with. Mac was particularly offended as our resident uh, graphic designer. Nuggets, graphic design is not your passion. I think I could have done a better job than that, and I'm terrible. Yeah, I I haven't... Yeah, exactly. I haven't used Photoshop in, like, five years, at least. Sorry, we have a visitor. There was a firework that went off outside. So. Shut cuddles. Yeah. We don't even have... I, I was like, oh, man, we probably have really good pet content this time, but I... I think we should just save that for the off season and do like a pets of uh, pets of the NHL segment. Uh, a famous cat dad got engaged this weekend. That's the only cat content I can bring you. Tell us more. <laughs> uh, Jack Campbell is now engaged. Soupy. Yeah. Didn't he also get a dog, or were we? I don't actually follow him that close, so I have no No, idea. but I, I remember making a ghost both ways joke about it, so that's why. <laughs> Amazing. I am so sorry. <laughs> um, yes, but we love that for him. Good on you, Jack Campbell. Just also just a lovely guy, let's be real. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, like listening for footsteps upstairs, like... I, I was I was shocked yeah, that you said out loud. I'm safe speaking of lovely people, Matthew Kachuk in Edmonton. Yeah, <laughs> has she been summoned? No, she has not. But you're right, Matthew Kachuk is uh, after becoming a TikTok. T- it was really classy, after becoming yeah. a TikTok viral sensation. I'm kidding. Um, mm-hmm. Fashion boy Matthew Kachuk sadly got eliminated from the playoffs, and the day after was seen taking pictures with Oilers fans, like. He's That's, a very special it was so classy. He has like his emotions are just out there for everyone to see all the time. Which is impressive because like you mm-hmm. think he'd lock it all down. And none of like he probably got media training since he was like five years old, and none of that has taken that away at all, which I love. It makes you worry about him sometimes. A little bit. But also just like seeing him generally be such a nice guy to like Fans of the team that literally just knocked them the fuck out of playoffs is um 
Other good boys. Jack Eichel loves kids. I'm sorry. We need to talk about this. He does. I don't know what to say. Like it was really, it's really sweet. Like he, he was really, like there was a. Is this a Make a Wish kid? Or uh, try. They said the. It was posted by Triumph together. Um. So Jaden is a nine-year-old Golden Knights fan who was diagnosed with uh lymphoblastic leukemia in uh, past November, and he's in active treatment. And he just got to hang out with Jack Eichel at the gym, and they just, you know, had fun together. And there's these pictures of Jack, like, flexing. And on the one hand, I'm like, yes, flex Jack Eichel. But on the other hand, he was just, like, genuinely having fun with this kid and just... It, you can tell it makes, he loves kids. Like, you can tell he loves kids. I think um, a friend of ours reminded us that he was, like, I think back when he was... On, on a team with Bogosian or they were friends mm. like hanging out with his kids and like playing with them at a pool or something and I was just like oh you can't show me this right now I don't think I'm emotionally ready to handle this it's nice to see with the way that he gets uh, painted in the media yeah he gets the, soft, and... the soft side of Jack Eichel and I, I yeah. love it G- gently hugging his goalie and looking after kids that side yeah. exists y'all and we love it Mm-hmm. We love that. Uh, speaking of a guy who has two sides, or, well, uh, Ryan Ellis. What's up? <laughs> this is a straight up oh. joke. So, um, yeah, Puff is like, where is she going with this? So, um, Flyers player, technically Ryan Ellis. Um, we used to play like four games for the Flyers. Jess and I are like, he he's on the Flyers, but eh? yeah. Um, that's Ryan Ellis, but there's also a race car driver named Ryan Ellis, and he likes to respond to hockey tweets, and then people, like, try to roast him in comments, like, oh, how many games are you gonna play this year? And he was like, all of them, and <laughs> it's, I died laughing, because, like, in his, like, Twitter handle, it literally says Ryan Ellis Racing, mm-hmm. but people don't read that shit. They were just like, no. oh, it's Ryan Ellis. Finally, I can blame him for our shitty season because he was injured. And it's like, it's Ryan Ellis, race car driver. I've seen more of fake Ryan Ellis than I have of real Ryan Ellis. Since yeah, I don't think real Philly. Ryan Ellis even has an active Twitter account. <laughs> you you so. call him fake Ryan Ellis, but fake Ryan Ellis is also a real Ryan Ellis. He's just not hockey Ryan Ellis. True. Nope. Yeah, but for for the purposes of our podcast. Fake Ryan Ellis. Fake Ryan Ellis. Fake Racing Ryan Ellis. is a fake sport. It's... It's fine. Yeah. I'll, we say I'll this on the on day note. of the Canadian. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have an opinion on it. I'm just like, oh, you you might have. Spicy. That's why I don't live in Indianapolis anymore. I got run out because we didn't support the Indy 500. <laughs> just kidding. <sighs> oh, I don't know if you, you guys saw this. Uh, this one isn't as. Yeah. But, um, one of the like sometimes I just roam through random Twitters and for some reason, um, for a while Twitter was like recommending me all these Florida Panthers related tweets and I was like, no, stop reminding me of the pain of the Claude Giroux trade. But then I saw this Jimmy Eats World tweet and I was like, what? What? I don't know enough about Team Goal Song Tale. I don't. Uh, Sweetness by Jimmy Eat World has become is the uh Panthers goal song and there's a campaign online to sit hashtag save sweetness. And help keep the Florida Panthers goal song intact. And Jimmy Eat World, the band themselves, tweeted about this, saying, if you're scoring the most goals of any team in the NHL and you don't win the cup, maybe the problem isn't your goal song. But hey, if it's not broke, feel free to fix it. Yeah, no, because I, I think that there, was was, there was talk about changing it. And so, like, yeah. oh, what a roast. Yeah. That's such a good song. Don't get rid of it. I love some Jimmy Eat World. It makes me, like, remember the college years. I don't know. I feel old. I especially felt old when um, the NHL uh, stats ma- reminded me that Bowen Byram, <laughs> my precious, precious boy, turned 21 recently, a couple days ago. Which means? Uh, he, wa- <laughs> he was born in 2001. He was born four days after the Avs last won the cup. He's also oh. number four, which I thought was a funny coincidence there. But yeah, he like he turned twenty one. He was born four days after the Avs last won the cup, and now he's yeah. playing in the Stanley Cup final. Y'all. Isn't it like wasn't there a 
there was a, a graphic or a stat also about like um this is the first playoff in like however many years that one of Jaeger Yaramir's uh teammates oh yeah Yaramir Jaeger apparently the round. first uh, uh NHL teammates was not yeah in the playoffs yeah the the first in year the that none of Yager's NHL teammates by the way are in the Stanley Cup final mm-hmm. um with a little bit of a correction because I think both Polot and uh Pavel Francouz the Avs backup goaltender were uh his Czech teammates with like international and international tournaments I think world in 2018 or something mm-hmm. so if you count international teammates it, the streak is still alive Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't, the streak has died. Sorry. Wasn't there a tweet by, like, the refs or something? Like, there was, like, a ref union or something that tweeted, and they were like, ah, but one of the refs has been there, and it's like, okay, oh, yeah. it said teammate, my guy. Yeah. Like, you miss, you L- miss the, the refs wanted a little bit of attention, too, and I, I guess that's okay. No, we're we're we ha- just have a couple of weird stats left before we uh before we head towards the end here. Um, one of the stats that feels kind of ouch in hindsight, uh, the Rangers scored twice as many goals against Vasilevsky in their first game as the Panthers did in their entire series. Ooh, ouch. Ooh. Uh, they won the first two games, but that still <sighs> didn't help, though. Probably yeah. because uh the Vasilevsky uh like. Yeah, there was that stat about like, every the, time he carries is on the, the line. The is on the line stats for Andre Vasilevsky are fucking bonker balls. Like, I don't know how many shutouts. It's ridiculous. Yeah, he has. Here, I'll read it out to you. Uh, the yeah. last eight series clinching wins that Andre Vasilevsky played for, uh, he has a 0.25 goals against average, I think, uh, 0.991 save percentage, and That's six shutouts. Up. Shut the actual fuck up. But then also we lost seven nothing to the abs last night. So like, but who that is this man? Game was it? I kept waiting was, for him to only... like turn it around last night, like he did in yeah. the second Rangers game in that series, yeah. and it just never happened. No, and... but I was like, in the first, um, in the first abs lightning game, it was like the abs were up two nothing, and then it was two one, and it was three one in the first period. I think. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, oh my god, Vasilevsky gave up three goals in the first period. He never does this. And then, you know, Tampa came back because he suddenly, like, refocused and, you know, nothing got past him until the overtime winner by podcast legend Andre Burakovsky. And I was expecting a little bit of that last night, too, because mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, they're up 3 nothing. Like, no lead is safe. I was expecting it to go to 4-1, and then we knew we'd really be in trouble. Um... <laughs> But it just never happened, and it was like defensive collapse after defensive collapse, and some of them are absolutely on the goaltender, but also like defense. What defense? They weren't all on him. They weren't all mm. on him. There were some. Of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the two Kale McCarr goals we got last night. Short-handed and power play goal. That short-handed like- one was so nice. It was so nice. Just two on that? one. Knowing he wasn't going to pass to Cogliano because Cogliano still has that fucked up hand mm-hmm. that he's hiding. Yeah, he's, Cogliano was in two two on ones. One with uh, Manson and one with Makar. And like everyone knew it wasn't going to pass but the defenseman still had to respect the pass. Yeah. Yeah. No. Kill but Makar I just mostly just wanted to talk else. about the amazing Kill Makar stat as a final yeah. weird stat. Um. So, in the history of the NHL, or since they started keeping track, only four times have there been defensemen who have got at least nine points in a four-game sweep. Uh, this has happened four times. Two of them have been Kale McCarr this year. Dang. Ten points against the Nashville Predators and nine points against the Oilers in four games each time. Yeah. I'm not going to say the thing that I want to say because it drives me crazy, but as a Flyers fan, it hurts. <laughs> I knew you were thinking of it. I knew uh, you were. It hurts. But, like, but also, but, I'm not sure he would be opinion, the same player. That's exactly what I was exactly. going to say. In my yeah. opinion, if he'd been drafted by the Flyers, you guys wouldn't have had Avalanche for Kyle McCarr on no. the Flyers. You would have had no. Kyle McCarr who didn't get developed properly. Exactly. Probably. Yeah. We say this as Flyers fan, y'all. Yeah. Like, I like Flyers player development is not as, no. No. It's non existent. Yeah. Pretty much. (laughs) Everyone keeps getting injured and nothing happens. 
I thought we were going to end it with a highlight, but apparently we're just mourning the state of the Philadelphia <laughs> Flyers again. Sorry. Well, I don't know. I'm I'm excited for the finals. We're we have uh we're in the last round, so we'll see how many games are left. We're two games in. Uh, yeah, at least two more two games. Zero. Yep. Yep. At least two more, possibly all the way up to seven. Who knows? And they're back um, to Tampa now, or at Tampa now for the next two. They're, so they're in Tampa. They could for the be next two. totally different, or not. Or we could have more seven nothing, whatever that was. I'd love to see that happen in Tampa. Oh my god, that. I want to see that happen in Tampa. I'm sorry, we're just all like bitches who don't who who are not rooting for the three peats. Sorry, sorry. Nope. And we'll make whatever sacrifices we have to with weird rituals. It's fine. So what will win? What What do you think will win? Oh. See, and that's what, yeah, weird stats segment, either Corey Perry loses the cup a third time in a row in the finals, or or Pat Maroon wins for a fourth time in a row. Yeah, but, yeah, no. I love Corey Perry, but I am, I will be so thrilled if he does not get this cup. Oh, I don't like him at (laughs) all. I'm sorry, he need, he, he was like... Uh, sorry i'm still salty about last night it's fine he like got on top of jt comfort and yeah, he like did. used jt's ankle like put his knee down his entire weight on it to get up it was nasty it was gross please don't do that thank you i'm salty i'm, I'm a salty bitch like we won seven nothing and i'm still a salty bitch i forget what this is okay. from but mama and a puff and i quote this this quote a, a while it's from a while back where there was this ref who was mic'd up and they said something like, well, what do we tell Corey? And so every time he's, like, involved in some weird call, we're like, well, what do we tell Corey? The uh, the chants at Ball Arena last night were Perry sucks. Ooh. God, it was so loud in there. Like, even it just watching it loud on TV, in there. it was And insane. then they play Blink-182, and that shit hits. It always does. I've been scream singing all the small things all day and um i'm probably not as good as the steve dangle spoken word version <laughs> they dared him to do that on his scream in a stream last night y'all that's um oh, i haven't watch seen that, that yet. i'll link it somewhere um but yeah um i saw you post about it but i haven't watched it yet oh yeah that was good no but crazy things uh so we have a couple more games of the um Stanley Cup Finals, and then suddenly it'll be off-season, and we'll be talking about the draft, probably. We'll be talking about whatever crazy trades and player moves and the coaching carousel. Bruce Cassidy to Vegas, Tortorella to Flyers. We might have some NHL Awards content for you, because I believe that's coming up in the next couple days. That is going to be... Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. I know who I want to win certain awards, but, you know, I, I don't get joy these things currently <laughs> every then, year i'm like no that's bullshit they were robbed and i'm sure i'll bring you tons of fun things from uh the baby tournaments aka world juniors take two and the Helenka. yes oh, i forgot that was rescheduled for yeah some... baby tournaments. yeah they're like back to back i think the Helenka's first and then world juniors or maybe it's oh. i don't know yes that should be good so we do have some summer content we have a bunch of fun uh, games and stories and fun narratives we can share with you in the off season. Trust that we will keep you entertained until hockey is back in October. I think October 11th was going to be the starting date that they talked about. So it's only like four months away. Oh. Hmm. We can handle it, but you'll have this podcast to keep you entertained until then. Yep. Yes. Uh, for now, this was OMG. They were teammates. Uh, we'll record our next episode in about two weeks, which will be uh, the first weekend of July, presumably. Doing quick math off the top of my head. Don't at me. Um, in the meantime, you can find us on socials at OMGTWTPod for uh, Twitter, Instagram, and I think TikTok as well. We're on TikTok now. Yeah, guys. We're on TikTok. Mm-hmm. We're hip. Um, that probably means I should get a TikTok. Fuck. And if you're uh, not hip and you want to email us, we are also contactable at OMG. They were teammates at gmail.com. Uh, I said I was going to email will... Mac last time and I didn't do uh, it. Dang oh. it. Oh, man. 
You should do it before she listens to this audio. That That's what we said last time. God damn it. We say this every time. But yeah, if you're going to email OMG, they were teammates at gmail.com. You'll get in touch with e- with probably Mac because likes to read the emails and then not reply to them. So it's good. Yeah. Uh, Puff. Puff. Let me, Mac, please don't actually use that. We don't use real names on here. Some well, people. We, we can, but I, I think we've called me Puff so far, so we might as well yeah. stick to it. So let me just that rephrase again. that then. Yeah. Um, so if you do email us at omg they were teammates at gmail.com, you will reach Mac. Mac will respond to you. Puff will just read your email and never do anything with it. Exactly. That is exactly what I do. Like I, I said, my brand inbox, is lovingly roasting Puff. I'm gonna keep that going till the end. Yep. Anyway, you'll hear from us again in a couple of weeks. I hope you have fun with the finals until then. Yeah. Doo-doo-doo. Peace. Love you. Let me turn off Craig. Laptop charger. Does your bed have built-in plugs? No, it has plugs next to the oh. Like, the bed's like moved right next to the plugs. I was like, I I cannot afford a fancy bed of electricity. Like, oh my sorry. god! Didn't know I was oh my god! Rolling with well, a rich how fancy person. are they in the Netherlands? This is crazy. <laughs> um, no, so not that. <laughs> sorry. <laughs>